Hey, hello and welcome back to Positively Influential and a massive Happy New Year whenever you're listening to this because this is being recorded on New Year's Eve. I've just delivered one of my teenagers to a, a very late party and unfortunately I'm designated taxi driver so I will not be having um, any, a glass of anything special until she's home at approximately 1 or 2 a.m. But I have to say, as as annoying as it is that I can't um, I can't celebrate in the way that I normally might at home, it is actually ra- rather nice to be able to um, fetch and carry because I'm also aware that this stage of our life will pass pretty quickly too, and that's kind of the theme for today. This the theme of today is about not taking love and people in your life for granted. And that doesn't just relate to people, which um, I'll come back to shortly. Before I go on, though, few things I want to let you know about. The Influential Breathwork Coach Certification is open now, and I've actually decided to extend the um, opening period, delay the second cohort start until the week commencing the 15th of January. So you can sign up until the 14th of January. This is the last time that the Breathwork course will be at the price that um, it was to start with. We will be increasing it for the next cohort, which will be in April. Now, I am immensely, immensely, immensely proud of this course so far. And I've actually just had the sweetest message from one of the current participants to say that she's so glad she had met me and discovered Breathwork through me because she's had one hell of a year and probably one of the most challenging she's been through. And if it hadn't been for the knowledge that I've passed on about breath, she doubts that she'd have got through it uh, in the way that she did. It would certainly have been a lot harder. Anyway, if you are interested in learning something that will transform your life, make you feel very differently, put you in the driving seat of the levels of stress you do or do not feel, and you want to create something or add to your business, something that really has a profound effect immediately, but also long-term as well on people's lives, then have a little look. The link is going to be in the show notes. So the reason today that I wanted to talk about not taking love for granted is actually a little bit of a sad story that I'm going to share with you. On Christmas Day, very late in the evening, we got a frantic knock on our front door and one of our very dear neighbours was, she'd had a few to drink by this point, it was Christmas Day after all, her family members as they were leaving to go home had found our cat uh, in in the road and he was no longer with us. Now, Our cat, Morpheus, which is the Roman god of sleep, or Morph, or Morphy Torphy, as he's affectionately known in our house, he was very nearly 17. And today really is a bit of an ode to Morph. And in this episode, I guess what I'm really hoping will land with you is yes, I might be talking about a cat, but I could be talking about any other important person in your life or important pet in your life, important being in your life. So Morph 
really played an important part in our story. My husband and I, um, when we'd not known each other very long, discovered that I was pregnant and with our firstborn. And so our relationship was then accelerated. Um, and we, I left my acting career. We both left London. We moved in together. Uh, we had baby. And we were at this point of really deciding, well, look, are we, are we really doing life together? Are we really going to be together? Or are we, um, are we just parenting a child together in this period in our lives? It wasn't quite like that, but that's in a nutshell, that's some of what was going on. And from the very first day that Jeff and I met, it was always a question of us arguing over who was a cat person and who was a dog person. Now, I am a dog person. Specifically, I am a Labrador person. And Jeff was adamant that he would never, ever, ever own a dog. And I was adamant that I would never, ever, ever own a cat because I hated cats. Reason being, my Uncle Bill's evil cat bit me when I was about seven. I probably deserved it, but it put me off cats for life. So when... Jeff and I were making decisions about our future and buying a house together and uh, really settling in for the long haul. We weren't, we knew that at some point we may well have another child, um, but we weren't quite there yet. And I actually, as a surprise, bought Jeff a, a kitten for his birthday as a surprise. And this really was like a massive declaration of, I'm ready for us to do life together beyond the beyond baby beyond the fact that we found ourselves in this situation and morph was almost identical to one of his childhood cats so bringing that kitten into our home uh, into our new home was a big deal for me and i remember when we first brought him home i was actually a bit freaked out that i had a cat in my house and it was always going to be here um and over time Morph and I got used to each other. I am still not a cat person and Morpheus was the grumpiest cat that anyone had ever met, but he could have quite sweet, funny moments. And ironically, given that I am not the cat lover, for about 14 years of his life, Morph would choose to sleep on my feet on top of the duvet. Um, and when I was not in bed <laughs> asleep, he would be uh, in my spot on the bed. They were sort of his favourite places for many, many years. And over a period of time, he became very fond of at any given opportunity having a good swig of my, well, maybe swig's a bit of the wrong word, a drink, slurp, shall we say, of any glass of water I put on my bedside table. And he liked to do this really noisily to wake me up. And in, in his latter years would wake me up um, to tell me it was time for breakfast for him and the dog uh, by knocking anything that I'd placed on my bedside table onto the floor, including the water that he'd noisily slurped. He also developed a way of dropping drops of water from my cl cl glass onto my face while I slept, which was deli a delightful way to wake up. Anyway, the, my point about this is that sometimes when people are around us, or beings are around us for a long time, we kind of take them for granted. And we don't necessarily realize how much of an important part of the fabric of our lives they've become. My eldest 
daughter became incredibly close to Morpheus, even though he's a bit of a grumpy sod. And when we removed her from school uh, prior to her GCSEs, just before lockdown, in many ways, he became her best friend. And at that point, he began sleeping in her room every night. He would sit with her while she did her online schooling during the day. Um, and when she went away to university recently, we knew that um, we knew that <laughs> if of anyone that she was going to miss, it was going to be the cat. And when she came home, in fact, that was who she was dying to see. And a lot of our communication is often about Morph and what a bugger he had been. And to be honest, we'd known for a long time that Morph uh, had possibly lost his hearing. He he had developed a cry that was the most excruciating noise you could you could imagine that uh, terrorised the entire street. Um, we used to get a lot of complaints about Morph's crying in the night uh, and in the day. And we believe really that he he lost his hearing and didn't actually know he was screaming quite so loud or was being really awkward. However, to discover then that Christmas Day evening he had passed away was a shock in the way that you never expect these things to happen for someone who is a member of your household, a member of your family. Um, and it actually made me realise how much of an important part he had played. And this week has been particularly difficult for the kids. Um, they were a lot closer with him than I was, and my husband also. And making decisions about, are we going to bury him? And we have a massive issue with foxes um, around us. And numerous neighbours have had all sorts of you know, rabbits or cats that they have buried in their gardens dug up. And we felt very strongly we didn't want that to be a risk. So we decided actually that we would take Morpheus to be cremated. And my husband and I got up super early uh, the day after Boxing Day and took Morph to our local vet cremation, which is actually run by a friend of mine, a guy I used to go to school with. And I have to say, knowing that Morph was going to be looked after in his absolute final moments um, <laughs> before he was cremated by someone that I knew and had a, a very fond relationship with actually meant a lot um, and it's been really strange in our household this week to not have him here and we spent as a family we spent god hours trawling through all of our photos each of us having random ones we'd never have shared previously and we now have an, a massive WhatsApp folder that is all pictures of Morph doing the daftest things. And it was really wonderful to remember him and celebrate him for him and all his moodiness. And I suppose really that what this ties into, this isn't supposed to depress you if you are a, a cat lover on, on, uh, on New Year's Day. But it really got me thinking about how we do take people for granted. And this ties in with a lot of the family visiting that we were doing as well in the run up to Christmas and after Christmas, that we do take people for granted. We do take things for granted. We do take pets for granted until we have these moments where we wor worry that they're no longer going to be there or that they are no longer there. And one of my, one of my musings for 2024, as I step more and more in, to connecting with myself, to slowing down, to stepping off that hustle train is about being more loving, 
myself, allowing more love in my life by being more loving, having much more calmness and being much more present. And we talk a lot, don't we, in mindfulness about we've got to be more present. But what do we actually mean by that? And I think it's about actually being present with the people, being focused on and aware of the people and things in your life at the moment that they are with you, for the moments they are with you. And really, I guess that I wish I'd had more of those moments with Morph and appreciated while he was with us that uh, he was actually very special to our family, that he played an important pivotal role in our family's life above and beyond those moments of deciding me deciding to buy him for my husband um, and the relationships that he's formed. I, I have fed that cat pretty much every morning and evening for 17 years. And it's been so strange to have that habit broken. And I have to say that a few times this week, I've caught myself feeling quite emotional or when I've driven into our, our streets and that was his patch. His patch was there's five or six houses in front of our house. He never went in our back garden very much, but he was he was the cat on the houses and, and on top of the cars and on people's post boxes and things. And I think also having visited family and older family members, these moments are not forever. How can we be more present? And this really ties in with... Uh, an amazing couple of books that I've been reading. I've had, I, I love a book. I love a, an ability to sit and binge reading. Um, and a few great books that um, I want to share with you. So the first, I think I talked about on last week's episode, but I'm not sure. So I'm going to talk about it again. And that is Healing is the New High by Vex King, which I'm going to really recommend. I'm going to really recommend it to you. It's an easy read, a simple read, but talking about essentially seven seven levels of healing um trauma healing intergenerational healing um past wound healing inner child healing physical healing oh so good and so simple and a lot of that was about trusting yourself a lot of that was about looking at the good things in your life that gratitude piece um which again for me that ties into remembering in the morning that I'm I'm blessed that I have these pets that I get to feed, even if they have just woken me up by drinking my water out of my glass. And then the next book that I read, I'd heard a lot about this. And to be honest, I think it was overly hyped. And when a book's overly hyped for me, sometimes it doesn't live up to expectation. But the book is called The Ultimate Coach. And it was written about a coach called Steve Hardiman. Now, I don't know Steve Hardiman. I've not really heard of him. Um, uh, it was written about him by his family, his wife, and his, his clients, past and present. And the book really is like a very long testimonial to how he lives his life. And the first part of the book is about a very kind of busy, pushing striving ambitious individual that whatever he laid his hands on he was going to do it really really well and then he goes through a series of epiphanies or awakening moments if you like and becomes very focused on helping people shift and he doesn't run courses he doesn't have like 
online things that you can download. The only way that he serves people is by coaching them one-on-one in his space. And when they travel to his space, they've paid a lot of money to be there. And they, so for example, you can have one hour with him for $10,000. You can work with him for a year for $200,000. And you would every time have to go and see him for an hour. And, And people have transformational breakthroughs as a result of working with him. Because he is fully present with them, what's going on in their life, what's going on in their world, and what they are really wanting, what their gifts really are, and how he can help them help them to unlock that. Now, I actually I actually think because I'd heard from so many people it's an amazing book, you've got to read it, that that put me off in many ways. But the message that was coming up again and again in that book was about being fully focused on where you are and who you were with. And what would happen if we were all like that with each other? Can you imagine how much better your relationships with your children would be if you were fully there every time you had a conversation with them? How much your your relationship or your marriage would change if every conversation you had, you were both fully there listening attentively to each other? Um, and that got me thinking about as I plan, as I think about and consider how the energy that I want to come into for 2024, which for me is not all about heavy goals and strategy and uh, how much can I make per month. I'm not in that. I'm not in that vibe right now. You might have figured that out from the, the way that I chat on these podcasts at the moment. But I do want to be much more present. And my intentions for this year are about being more loving, more calm, more trusting, more honest, and having much, much more fun. And I think that alongside all of those things go hand in hand, appreciating and not taking for granted the friendships that I have, the connections that I have with people who I really appreciate. Maybe we're not quite that we're acquaintances maybe maybe we're not quite close friends yet maybe we never will be but I appreciate who they are in my life appreciation for my clients appreciation for social media contacts and how they buoy me up from time to time deep appreciation for my family even when things are tough real appreciation for my parents and uh, an extended people in my life that's really what I'm leaning into. How can I have better relationships by being there much, much more? I think our ultimate, um, the ultimate enemy of that is actually our phones, right? I think we're less and less present. It's almost like we've lost the ability to do that. And one of the things for me that brings me back to my body, to an awareness of how I'm behaving is breath work. Um, and So the things that I've been thinking about for this year is how can I really dive in much more to things that bring me joy and fun and deep connection with people to be fully present? And this is what I've come up with. So I'm really excited about the things I've got going on. We've got the cohort, the next cohort of the Influential Breathwork Coach Certification coming up, which is open now until the 14th of um, 
January. Then I am going to be hosting two retreats. I am planning out two retreats this year. One is going to be quite local to me in Hertfordshire. And we're actually going to do some ice baths. We're going to do some business masterminding. We're going to have some great food. We're going to have a lot of fun. And we're also going to do the first mini hike um, up Ivinghoe Beacon, which is at the end of the Ridgeway. I'm really wanting this year to get out in nature, have great conversations with great people, help people shift, be part of that transformation for others, but have a bloody good time doing it. So if that's something of interest to you, reach out and ask me about the the Beacon Retreat and I'll I'll send you some details. uh, And that's going to be in April. And then my plan at the moment, I'm just finalizing the details, is I really want to, over the next couple of years, do the Three Peaks, but not the Three Peak Challenge in 24 hours. I want to do Snowden, Ben Nevis and Scaffold Pike and lead retreats at each. The first one that I'm going to do is in Snowdon in September. So as I said, I'm finalizing all of the details right now. It's going to be a super small group, really intimate group, and it's going to be three days of change, activity, adventure, ice baths, breathwork, and business, business blasting, business transformation, deep thinking about the next level you. And that's a bit cliched, isn't it? Next level. How can you expand into who you are meant to be? How can you be much more in flow and in alignment? And then in between those, I'm going to be hosting once a month on a Friday, Mastermind Days. Now, these are going to take place um, in Bedfordshire or Buckinghamshire. So really, really super close to me. Um, And we're going to be doing Mastermind Days in probably groups of about five or six. And you'll be treated to lunch where lunch will be included. And we will work through what's going on in your business with hot seat and deep connection. So there's a theme here of intimate, deep connection to get you to shift the way that you are acting in the world, behaving in the world, in your life and in your business. I always think that the best business breakthroughs come when it's not just business that we talk about. So we, they're going to be happening once a month, um, either very, very close to me here or at gr- Granny's house in Oxfordshire. And there's going to be one a month. Um, everything is reasonably priced. Um, so if you are interested in any of those, reach out to me or check out my Facebook post. It's got all of the dates attached. I might pin that to the top, actually. So... The next one of those, the f- in fact, the first one that's got space on it is January in Oxfordshire. And that's going to be an all-day session, business breakthrough in Oxfordshire. Um, and we're going to be doing breath work. We're going to have the fire pits if it's not absolutely freezing. We're going to work through your business. We did. We had the most incredible session in the summer. Small groups, intimate change work. That's what I'm really passionate about. So. I have two spaces left to join us if you fancy that on Friday the 19th of January. I know it's not very far away. So if you fancy that one, reach out with the word Oxford. I feel like I've shared a lot given that I was just going to come on and chat to you about Morphe Torf. I think what 2023 has made me realise is that unexpected goodbyes and closures happen all the time. 
whether it is the end of relationships or friendships, whether it is the end of a business offer, whether it is the end of a business, whether it is the end of behaving in a particular way. Sometimes we need doors to close in order to wake up and do things differently. And for me, I think actually I feel very excited about 2024 without doing the, hey, brand new, brand new year, brand new me thing. I don't, I'm not feeling in that vibe. What I'm feeling is that I want to go more and more into appreciating my life, appreciating the people in my life and leaning much more into calm, trust and love. So my question for you is in order for you to have much more appreciation for love in your life and to feel more love in your life, who do you need to choose to be and how can you start that right now? Okay, people, over and out. But before I go, I just want to remind you again that the Influential Coach Work Coach The Influential Breathwork Coach Certification is only open until the 14th of January before the price goes up. I would really love you to check it out and decide that you want to hop in and do the course with me. This stuff will change your life. I feel like I'm a much nicer person for this stuff and I want to take you with me so that you can go out and change people's lives one breath at a time. Take care. Bye-bye.